Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free martha stewart the original influencer when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the rise the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. Yeah, you're locked in. Follow the money. Mitch Paul, live downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort and Casino is your spot today. Straight fire on the program over the next <laughs> three hours. Our buddy Indy Jeff Seeley in an hour from right now. He gave out Munoz, first-round leader last week, 85-1. to 1. That's, that's the highest number that I saw on the guy. See? Okay? Who is he betting this week for the second major of the year, the PGA Championship? I cannot wait for two hours from right now, Paulie. Gary McCord's going to be on the show. We touched on this yesterday. A uh, longtime golfer, but um, known as an analyst much more than that. And he was a, a total character, and he is, and dynamite covering the sport for so many years. Told that story about how when he would be up in the booth when Mickelson was playing in a tournament on the course, he would, like, flash signals to his caddy, sig- you know, kind of like signaling, okay, I'm going to give you two or three to one odds <laughs> right now. And he would be throwing wads of 20s out the TV booth. You know he was kicked out of Augusta many, what? many years ago? What do you do? Comments on the air. Oh, they said, God. "Yeah, we can't. We this we're too classy for this." Oh, yeah. So I can't wait to have him on the show to talk about Phil and Dennis Bernstein on the NHL, uh, NHL in two and a half hours, as well. Okay. So last night again, a lot of this stuff can be so information based, Paulie. As we're getting ready for tip off, I don't even recall how how much time it was before the opening tip in Miami for that eight eight. Uh, 30 Eastern start time between the Heat and the Celtics. All of a sudden, the news breaks. I think it was uh, Shams, the NBA reporter, the first guy I saw who had who had the news. No smart. Okay, we kind of thought that he wasn't going to play. No Horford in the game last night. So you had approximately, based on me searching apps, looking at sports books, you had give or take one to two minutes to get down on the Heat before all hell broke loose. That's the third time that's happened this year with Horford, too where he's under the protocols. But uh, it still looked like they were going to win the game. Uh, you're right, too, about you had to, bam, get on it, uh, just like the Draymond Green stuff with the props well, he, a while yeah. back. But this was, I mean, it looked good for the first. I don't know what the hell happened in the third quarter. Well, the adjustments happened. 
That so that number went from we couldn't make a shot though for six minutes either. Yeah, that number went from the Heat minus mm-hmm. one forty on the money line to at least minus two dollars at several spots on the money line to win the game. The point spread went from two two and a half to about four four and a half before the game. And you're right. I mean, in that because I I was able to get down on the Heat. Uh, there was one book that was it. I mean, everything else was adjusted at that point or else taken off. Like I said, player props were taken down. Um, yada yada yada. But in the at halftime, I was like, uh, this was, look at this now. Going to have all this closing line value, and it's going to be nothing on that information. And this Celtics came out, and the spot play that we heard about, you know, a million times going into the game, doesn't matter. They were too good in the first half, and it totally flipped. Well, maybe it was too big of an adjustment. What's Horford really worth? Mm-hmm. You knew a good chance Smart wasn't going to play. Sure, sure. Uh, remember, you also saw the on-off numbers, and I know you were anti-Smart this year. Uh, the the, the uh, on-off numbers with Milt Williams. And maybe he was a defensive player of the year. But he also gave you 18 points. Then they come out and they blitz him 22-2 to two to start the third quarter. And they score 39 third-quarter points and no answer for Butler, where everything was going in. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, they're going to go up one nothing. This sucker could be over if they get this without two key players. And then it completely flips in the third quarter. And by the way, not to be gloomy, but come on. That's eight straight blowouts now in the playoffs. Or at least, uh, oh, I didn't not, realize that. Not close in the final no, two yeah. minutes. Yeah. Well, NHL playoffs again this year way better than the NBA. I mean, can we get a close game here? It Come happens on. every single year. Yep. 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 So they shot the Celtics. Now they shot fifty nine percent in the first half, and everything went their way. Everything did, and that total again was what two oh three, two oh three and a half. Yeah. Before and that that eventually flew over because both teams actually shot very well in the first half. But it's like every single tip, their team defense, swarming players for the Heat. It's like, my God, this team is so good. They are the best team in the NBA. They're going to win the championship. They couldn't miss. And then just yep. the adjustments that Spolstra made and watching some of the stuff, I think it was Tim Legler late last night uh, Last night after the game, the breakdown that he had with the defense and what they did, it was, you'd have to watch it on film to see exactly how it changed in the first half to the second half. But that's, again, and Spolstra talked about this after the game. He's like, I, I honestly didn't even have to say that much. They knew. And they came out and looked wow. completely different in that third quarter. Yep, yep. And the other thing is the the stud Jimmy Butler, right? Oh man! How, how did Philly allow him to get away? But forty one nine five and four, he's an assassin. That's the guy that you say, "Now nah, we're good. We're going to yep. keep Harris and Ben Simmons over." Yep, I know, <laughs> I know. But that that's okay. No big deal. Uh, the adjusted series price, Miami's only a dollar forty, and now you're going to get Smart back. You'll get Horford back. It's okay. I mean, it's. It's okay. What do you mean? Oh, for your Boston's, Celtics futures? No, no, Boston's oh. fine. Yeah, oh, of course they are. I mean, you're not supposed to win that game anyway. No, this series is. That's before yeah, the no. guys were announced out. Yeah, right, right. I don't care what the point spread was. It was just you're coming off a grueling seven game series against Milwaukee, and then you got the short turnaround, and they're at home, and they got time off, and uh, uh, you know, it just it was, it was unfortunate because they fooled you, real Jin with the great first half. But Yudoka's a great coach. He'll yes, make he adjustments is. too. But but again. The uh, I'll go back to Budenholzer's Atlanta Hawks. Other than that, most disrespected one seed I can remember. No doubt, Miami can play. Yeah, and and again, they ha- I, that dude Jimmy Butler has to be the most underrated player in the NBA. Yes, because he steps up. I mean, the bubble a couple of years ago, he was basically the best player in the playoffs. You know, and then that kind of until they met LeBron and AD and they lost that series. But what <laughs> they did to the Bucks that year, beating the Celtics to go to the NBA Finals. Again, look at this. Joins LeBron as the only players with 40 points, five rebounds, five assists, four steals, three blocks in a playoff game. That was his stat line last night. Yep. He was hitting everything. Those shots were not easy. Yep. And he, by the way, like no threes. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much kiss my hero ticket goodbye. I'll tell you that. I mean, if, I would think. Well, my, he was good, though, last yeah, he played, night. Well, he, he was he good. With this guy, what he yep. did, though. Uh, the other thing, did you know, they were, uh, Bam was like minus 10 late in the game. Plus minus. Okay, yeah. There's so, something going on there. So... I was fortunate enough to get down on the heat. The loser last night for me was Bam Adebayo's props. Because when you take Horford out of the game, mm. and yes, Williams was going to come back, but I thought, okay, how many minutes is he going to play? Will he be a little bit tired? And we saw, I mean, Williams was the man in the first quarter, but they actually talked about this on the broadcast. He fatigued, and he got tired right away in that game. They, they run nothing for Bam whatsoever. He only had, what, four rebounds, I believe, in the game? If it was, he had great blocks last night. Ton of unders, that. ton of pl- prop unders. Oh no doubt, points everything. Yes, yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, yep. Except for Butler, and again, yep. this is his great head coach Eric Spolstra on what makes Butler so special in the playoffs. You know, I, I said this before. He's a, Jimmy Butler is an elite competitor. You know, there's a lot of guys uh, in this league that are playing basketball. 
he's competing to win. That's a, a, a totally different thing. And he does that as well as anybody in this league. Well, you also get 17 from Vincent. You have, as Bob Huge. Ryan pointed out, the Strew story where the Celtics yep. got rid of him. Uh, you know, the Celtic fans are like, wait, didn't we have this guy? And now he has uh, 11 points, and he's a good story. So, uh, you know, Boston's a lot of things they can the, – the, the thing that could be a little bit troubling is you get that out of Tatum and Brown, and you still lose. But that's just a horrible third quarter. It happens. Yep. It happens. And, and Miami, third quarter in the playoffs, that's when they're taking teams apart. So – Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, you know, for the people who have been betting that angle, they're cleaning up Miami third quarter. For the second half, they were laying, what, four and a half? And I did see that uh, since 2005, second half favorites of four or more in conference finals or the NBA finals were only 44% ATS, laying that many points in the second half, but they covered it last night. Maybe fatigue, too, because they didn't, Udoka didn't play, I think he only played like seven guys for the most part in that Milwaukee series. Yeah. He didn't play a lot of guys. No, he did not. Because he got he had injuries and guys in and out too. So that's uh, maybe that factored in in the, in the second half as well. Mm-hmm. Did you happen? Did you see the breaking news last night when Jams announced it? No Herford. That's the thing is like if you're not. Oh, I know. Forget it. That's what. You, that's you, why yeah, you have ten seconds. If you're not on the if you're not on Twitter, that's where everything breaks. Uh huh. You don't see it. Three minutes later, bam, it's gone. Yep. That balloons all the way up to a huge number, and you're like, okay, well, I missed the best of it then. Yep. So, fascinating stuff last night. Let's get a close game tonight. Come on. That prop cashed again. Largest, largest lead. lead. That's like eight or nine in a row. It is, Ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Like, that's conference finals or pivotal games, six, seven, round two, over, yep. largest lead, 17 and a half. It goes over every game. Yep. So, more on the game tonight coming up in about 20 minutes. But do you agree with the line move? Golden State were laying. They were oh, I don't five agree and with a half. I don't agree with any of this. Now we understand. It should come back down now. Now, there were some spots that opened 270 series price. Right. Golden State, I don't understand the power rating at all. I don't get it. Golden State won 53 games. Dallas won 52. Dallas, not that it's the be-all, end-all, won the season series 3-1. to Draymond missed some of those games. The other thing is they just held Phoenix to their th- the three lowest scoring games of the season mm-hmm. and did what many thought was impossible. They won four out of five against a team that won 64 games and made them look foolish and embarrassed them in game seven. Hmm. Again, they found something in the Utah series. The Luka injury was a blessing in disguise. The supporting cast has been great. Kid making all the adjustments. It's down to as low as 210 as it should be. I mean, that, that, to me, it's a, it's a toss-up. A toss-up? Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. You don't I, agree? I would, give, I, I would agree with David Thorpe and what he said on Monday. The coach, David Thorpe, who comes on every week with us, I would give a slight edge, certainly, to Golden State. Home court, championship, they've been there for sure. Yeah, But are the Mavericks live? Uh, That's a different story. Yes, they can absolutely win this series. Yeah, Look at his history. Again, Paul, I I can't believe I'm saying this. I love Steph Curry. He's one of the best players. Luka Doncic going into the series is the best player on the court. 2020 against the Clippers in the playoffs, he averaged 31 for the series. The following year, he averaged 35 for the series. He averaged 29 against Utah, and he averaged 32 points per game against the Suns. And now with the, yep. the whole the whole thing coming down to small ball, who goes big, what do the lineups look like? Will Luca put you in the meat grinder? How do the others do? Kaliba, these guys, Dinwiddie, shooting threes. It'll yep. be fascinating to see what well, the coaches do. To your point and what they did to the Suns, yes, they basically got blown out three times on the road against Phoenix, but they turned the tables when that series was in Dallas, and they blew out the Suns. That number one seed, best team overall in the regular season, 64-win team Suns, yep. took it to them. Yeah, head to head, all four. Luca outscored Curry this year, all four games. Yeah, good for props and file that away tonight too. Yep. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Up next, we'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some. And did the odds for the number one pick change because of the lottery? Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v First Bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code VEGAS1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. VEASAN.com slash horses for details. Bonus code VEGAS1000. Here we go. Another golf major tomorrow. And Tiger hits on the – how about that lineup? It's Tigers, Ooh. Rory, and Spieth together. Uh, six East, uh, no, six Pacific they get going on Thursday. And Jeff Seeley joins us now at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter. Cutmakerpod.com. Listen to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and get Telegram for all the uh, plays that he gives out that are posted before it starts. He upstate, updates it before every round as well. Congratulations. Great call. We love you. You had Munoz, first round leader, 80 to 1. Great hit. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. That was, that was, that was fun. And uh, man, it was a sweat, too, because, you know, he had a shot to win it all. He was, he led three of the four rounds. Yeah. Had a shot. You know, he kind of, kind of wet himself a little bit on Sunday there, but um, yeah, no, it was a, a heck of a finish. And, and it was interesting to see KH Lee. You just not very often you see guys go back to back in tournaments these days. So that was an interesting finish as well. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Oklahoma and tell us a little bit about Southern Hills. The so Southern Hills guys is a long course. It's a 7,500 yard par 70. So it is really long. They've got wide fairways, but water comes into play on so many holes that birdies are really going to be at a massive premium this week. So I'm looking at three main characteristics, guys who are elite with their long irons, because there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of dog legs. You're going to be hitting long irons in small greens, guys who have strong short wedges, because you're going to be having to lay up a lot. So you're going to want to hit a really good wedge, hit it tight and, and one putt. 
and then guys who can get up and down from the stand because almost every green has four or five bunkers around it. So the odds are high that you're going to end up with some bunkers at some point this week. Okay, so then based on that, then the winning score of this tournament, in your opinion, like in your model, uh, would project to be around like what? Minus 11, minus 12 maybe to win it? I was going to say 8 to 10. Okay, mm. so it was a touch high. 8 to 10, yeah. Okay, lowest, yeah. how about a prop? Lowest round, 63 and a half. Oh, I would take, wow, that's, I, I, I would probably take the over on that. I don't think, I mean, because, so that six under would be, I don't think we're going to see much more than five under. So I, I would probably take the over on that. God, I hope you're right, Jeff, because I got to tell you, I, I know that Munoz cashing the ticket last week was awesome. I had a little bit, bit on him. 25 under. That, that's, that's tough to watch, yeah, man. That's, that's not good golf, in my opinion. John Deere Classic. No, yeah. oh, oh yeah, it is like the John Deere Classic. That's yep. exactly right. Yeah. When it's just a shootout and, and every single, and everybody is making birdies. You're right. I mean, it was fun for with Munoz, but guys, we saw, I think, three guys last week card 61. That's crazy. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> will, will the winner be from the USA? $1.30, yes. I mean, I, I that's certainly the favorite. I, I think that's probably a good bet. I got we got a guy we'll talk about that I like a lot um, who's not in the U.S., but I think has a really good chance. But if I were to take one side of that, I would take the, the U.S. for sure. All right, well, then give us your top plays then here for the PGA this week. The guys... Maybe some short shots here to win this thing, Jeff. Yeah, so, you know, I think we talked, we talked about this at length on this show, and, and my disclaimer is these aren't nearly as long odds as I normally play. So if this is your first time hearing me, this isn't standard. But Scotty mm-hmm. Scheffler, 12, 12 to 1, is short odds from, a, from this week from a betting perspective. But if we were betting on Kansas in the NCAA tournament or as a one seed, 12 to 1 would be an amazing price, right? So, I mean, this is just one of those don't overthink it plays. I had the number one pick in the, in the draft last night with a bunch of Easton guys as sports book directors, and I took Scheffler, and I never thought twice. I mean, he's the best player in the world right now. His game has no real weaknesses. Um, he, and DraftKings, he, he's in a matchup even money versus Rom. That's a bet I've already made as well. So I, it's just one of those things where I know I'm going to kick myself if I don't bet him and he goes out and wins. So that's just the first bet I made just to get it out of the way. Um, Spieth is someone I very seldom play. But it's hard to ignore a Jordan Spieth heater. And, and you cannot ignore his current form. You can't if you look Jordan at his Spieth heater? <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of what, but that's what he's on right yes. now, guys. Yeah. Right. He's the biggest left box on earth. I mean, there is no bigger left box than Jordan Spieth. When he's running well, he is, he's ridiculous. And right now, his very recent form, I mean, he's number three in total strokes game. Jordan Spieth, you would not expect that. But here's the crazy thing. He's number seven in strokes gained off the tee. If you've ever watched Steve play, his big issue is he gets loose with his driver and has no idea where it's going. He has that thing dialed in and is crushing it off the tee. That is maybe Steve's most important stat. So I, ironically, his putting hasn't been very strong lately, which I definitely expect we'll see positive regression in. So Jordan Spieth, 20 to one, again, guy I don't normally play, but in this area of the country, this tournament, this setup with this form, Speeds really, really hard to ignore. And then when I ran the model using some of the key stats I mentioned, Speeds came in number two. The guy who came in number one, he's 35 to one, Shane Lowry. Hmm. Shane Lowry is top 10 in strokes gained approach, bogey avoidance, and I mentioned sand save. He's an excellent sand save, sand player. He's top 30 in this field in long par four scoring, proximity from 100 yards, that short wedges I mentioned, and proximity from 200 yards, the long irons I mentioned. And he's also top 30 in fairways gained. So he's got his, his driver dialed in. He's proven he can win a major. He won the Open Championship at Royal Port Rush. It's going to be windy this week. We're going to expect to see 20-plus mile-an-hour wins. He's a very strong win player. And in terms of general form, Lowry comes in having finished third at the Masters and third at the RBC Heritage. As a matter of fact, in his last five tournaments, Lowry has three top three finishes and hasn't finished worse than 13th. That's a very, very windy players championship. We all remember that debacle. So when I did the pod with Nigel Feely earlier this week, Shane Lowry was my, my number one pick to win it all, and I'm standing by it. There's so much to like about Lowry this week. Mm, very good. Thing, DraftKings has Lowry placed with minus 120 over DJ. I've never seen that before. I did not expect to see that, but that, that just tells you how high they are on Lowry. Lowry, I think, is a great bet this week at 35-1. to 1. Okay, very good. 
Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Indy, Jeff Seeley, our guest on Twitter, at CutMakerJeff. Then, okay, so those are three golfers at 35-1 to 1 or lower to win this thing. Give us, like, a bomb or two that you like to either win this event or let's go back to the well again, buddy. You hit it last week with Munoz, first-round leader at such a high number. Who do you like this week to maybe lead uh, after Thursday? So the first first-round leader play I was looking at, and Mitch, this is a guy I know you like to play first-round leader too, was, was Harold Varner III. Um, I was looking – he was – I was automatically going to bet him, and then I saw his key time, and it scared me off a little bit. I probably will end up making a bet on him. I haven't decided that yet, but I found someone I like more, and that's Mito Pereira. He's 80-1 to one to win, and I just found him 100-1 to first-round leader at Caesars. So Mito hits fairways. He has strong long irons and elite short wedges. His only Achilles heels is putting, and I, but I expect a lot of people to struggle with putting this week, so I don't think he'll be at a, at a significant disadvantage. I love his tee time. He'll be out there early when the greens are still wet and soft, and he'll be able to keep it dialed in. So I'll be working on some more first-round leader plays. I'll post in our Telegram channel later today. Find that in our Cutmaker Pod Twitter bio, the link, and, and I'll post those later today for everybody. Excellent. How about a couple other props you looked at? Yes, two nationality props, guys, I like a lot. Um, one, probably my favorite one, is Corey Connors. He's minus 120 on Bet Rivers to be top Canadian. I mean, he's got to beat out Adam Hadwin and Mackenzie Hughes. Those guys just really aren't the same class as Corey Connors. Corey Connors is an absolute elite ball striker. Um, I, this course fits up fits very well for Corey Connors. I expect Connors to perform well. I, I think that's a terrific bet. And then Cam Smith is a lot of people's sexy pick to win this week. He's been in, been phenomenal in the last, say, year or two. Um, I played him top Aussie at plus 175 on DraftKings. Uh, basically, he's got to beat out Adam Scott and Jason Day. Um, you know, there's you can I like Adam Scott and Jason Day, but Cam Smith is in a whole other level right now. So getting almost 2-1 to one feels like the steal on, on Cam Smith for top Aussie. All right, buddy. What, what, what do you expect out of Tiger? Mm. $1. ten to make the cut. Oh, I think I think that's a great price. I, I think he'll make the cut. Okay. Be, here's the thing with this guys, right? So many, I think 70 people make the cut, and there's like 20 like club pros, fat but former champions making the cut. This week. almost taking anybody to make the cut this week is going to be strong. So dollar ten to make the cut on Tiger, I am I love that bet. A strong angle here, by the way. He tees off early tomorrow, so that means he doesn't have to tee off until later sure. on in the day and Friday. So you can get that. He doesn't have to do tomorrow night and then right away on Friday morning. So that helps him out, obviously, to recover quickly here. Uh, Indy Jeff is your nickname. You're a Pacers fan. You're telling me that if they won the lottery last night, you think that they were going to go Jaden Ivey. Yeah, for sure. I, and and I'm, I'm hoping Jaden Ivey's still there at number six, right? I mean, um, there's just, there's, he's from South Bend, you know, played here at Purdue. There's so much, there's a ton of buzz around him. You know, we, we have Miles Turner now, so some of the big, you know, we could obviously trade Miles Turner. A lot could happen. There's been a lot of rumors about that. But we've got some other guys that, uh, I don't know, I just think he makes so much sense. We talked about this, Mitch. Imagine a Jaden Ivey, Halliburton backcourt. Mm. That would be so many problems for the East for a long, for years to come. That would be as good a backcourt as probably as you would find in the Eastern Conference. People talk about, you know, Jaden Ivey potentially being the next John Morant. Could you imagine? Uh, that backcourt in two or three years would absolutely be scary. No question. Again, he's on Twitter, at Cutmaker Jeff. Get the podcast there as well. Uh, pal, thanks for the time as always. Kill it this week, okay? Hey, guys. Take care. Thanks for having me. Yep, there you go. So he's going to go. He does not do that, um, as he pointed out. If this is the first time you've ever heard him talk, he doesn't really go 12-1, to 20-1, to 1, but he's on Scheffler and Spieth specifically for this tournament. This is Tiger territory. What's he going to win every tournament? No. This is nuts. Or the majors, the big ones? Um, Sick run for Scheffler. Jeff Sherman from right. the Westgate sent me a breakdown of this last week. The, the, unfortunately, the course here is perfect for him. I say unfortunately because I'm not betting him, oh, although Jeff is. I, don't, well, I already made my bets. Well, I'm glad Jeff didn't uh, say Kepka. What's Kepka? 40 range. Went, okay. Yep. Although, I am going to bet Lowry, and I was going to anyway. Yeah, okay. He's one guy I'm going to add. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from Scheffler's tournament, though, just because... A little bit too low for me. But 12-1, to 1, like yeah. you said, Kansas to win the national title. Okay, there you go. NBA recap tonight's card. So much of this racket is information-based. A lot of times you have a minute, maybe two. That's it to fire. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. 
Welcome back. Golf Second Major is here in Bet Rivers Sportsbook's got a great offer for you. Every day of the tournament, just log on to Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost for the PGA Fields Wide Open. Take advantage of the daily profit boost during the PGA Championship at Bet Rivers. Bet on the app or go to BetRivers.com. I have a feeling that we could talk to our next guest for two hours minimum, no problem. Uh, I can't wait for this. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure to be joined right now by Gary McCord. Uh, by the way, he's going to be on the SiriusXM PGA Tour radio coverage following every round this week for two hours. The wrap-up show played in more than 400 PGA Tour events, but was an unbelievable analyst for like more than three decades on this sport, and he joins us now this morning. Gary, thanks so much for the time today. How you doing? Boys, how's it going? Hello, Doing sir. Doing really well, really well. Outstanding. Uh, yes, yes. So uh, y- this is um, phenomenal. I could not believe the quote that I read uh, from you in this upcoming book about Phil Mickelson, just because I found it so fascinating. Um, but it was uh-huh. about throwing wads of 20s at Phil and having bets with him while you were in the TV booth and he was playing in tournaments. Uh, incredible. Uh, can you give us the background story on this, how it started, why it started, um, and you can take it away? Well, I mean, I, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, Phil Nicholson uh, obviously lives here, went to school here. And I first got my introduction to Phil. First time I met him, we were playing, it was a Tucson Open, and we were playing at Star Pass um, out in Tucson. And uh, uh, I was on, I was just starting the back nine. It was getting late in the day. And I was just going off the back nine. And there's a guy that he came walking up and he says, he says, uh, listen, I'm, I'm Phil Mickelson. And can I play nine holes with you before it gets dark? And he just come, I, I think he just, I think he was a junior. Maybe he was a senior at ASU, Arizona State University. And I knew who he was, obviously, from his background of winning NCAA and all that. And um, I said, sure, I'm just going to play nine. Go, we got to go pretty fast because, you know, we're running out of daylight up here. So we get going and we're playing and we're talking. And, you know, and somehow, you know, we start playing for you, – you can't play golf without playing for money, right? So, yeah, we're going to play. Let's, okay, we'll play for 20, whatever. We get, to about, we get to about seven. It's getting dark. It's getting really dark. And he looks at me and he goes, I'm down two or three. Okay. So, and I'm not pressing because he looks like he's way better than I am. And he goes, hey, he says, uh, I got an idea. He says, why don't we play the last three holes to play for? And I don't know what it was, guys. I have no idea. It, was, it had to be somewhere between 50 and 100. He says, so why don't we play the last three holes? You play out of my bag and I'll play out of your bag. Well, obviously he's left-handed, right? <laughs> so, so I go, okay, fine. So here we go. You know, trying to play nine. I'm just trying to play nine holes and figure out the golf course. Here I am playing left-handed in the dark. It, this doesn't make any sense. Well, we get done. He beats me badly. And that's, I didn't know Phil at that time was right-handed. <laughs> I thought he was left-handed. Oh, hell, he's right-handed. So he, he was fine the other way. So, you know, the idiot conned me when he was a, uh, I don't know, whatever he was, senior, junior in, in, wow. in college. And that, that's the first introduction I got to Phil. That's the first time I met him. And I went, okay, fine. And then I, I'm almost sure, I, I know he won the, he won the tournament. I think it was that year that he, he went on to win the, the, the uh, Tucson Open and uh, as, a, uh, as an amateur. All right. So how long does it take to get that rapport then where it's so you're just flashing fingers to bones and about a he whispers in the oh, ear. That, yeah, that, that, that was easy. I mean, that's, you know, we do that. Here's the deal with Phil. Here's the deal with Phil. Phil would rather beat some of his buddies, the ones he really wants to beat. He wants to do that more than he does want to win a golf tournament. Got it. I mean, he he does. He, if you want to get him going, you know, bet him a hundred or whatever that he can't do something, regardless of the golf tournament or whatever, he'll do it. And I, he uses that as motivation. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I don't remember. I think I beat him twice when you know I'm up in the tower and I'm you know I'm looking at a putt and 
I'm flashing down, you know, three to one, four to one, whatever it is. The units were always 20, so it was pretty simple. So I just, in my left hand, I'd throw up, you know, two to one, three to one, four to one, whatever it was. And then Phil would look up sometimes, he'd go, yeah, sometimes he wouldn't. And, uh, but I, I honestly, honestly, every time I did it, he made it. 20 footer, 25 so, footer, he made the damn thing. So and, you, you know, I'm just throwing 20s down, <laughs> wadding them up, getting mad. Because usually, you know, in the, up in the tower, they've got to go from the 16th to the 17th, so they go right by my tower. So I just toss it, toss it down to him, and somebody turned me in at, it was at Castle Pines, where they, I, where I got caught, <laughs> and somebody, uh, somebody called CBS, the tour called CBS, and, and told these idiot on 16, tell me can't do that anymore. Which I think is funny now because that wasn't that long ago. It's probably that when we were doing that. This is probably seven to ten years ago, and now mm. there are two main there are two main sponsors on the tour: our FanDuel and DraftKings. <laughs> Great. That's great. <laughs> I'm very hypocritical. Well, and we're talking to Gary McCord here. I'm glad you brought that up about Phil, how betting was more important to him because I looked it up and who knows how accurate this is, Gary, but I did see one report where his career earnings topped $800 million. And it, it made me think of, you know, the old, the old movie, uh, the hustler with Jackie Gleason and Paul Newman, uh, such yep. a great pool and gambling movie. But the infamous line from that movie is, Money won is twice as sweet as money earned. So you're telling me that that's definitely true with Phil Mickelson? I drive Phil Mickelson. That will drive Phil Mickelson. He'll, um, what was, God, we were trying to remember this one. I know it was a Riviera. We're on the, we're on the driving range. I'm down there talking to Phil before the, uh, before the tournament there at Riviera. And it's on a Sunday and Phil is, and I just I just remember this guy, so I'm trying to go over this. Uh, Phil is, I'm thinking he is like six or seven shots back. And I, I go, okay, Phil, hey, Phil, good luck. You guys play good bones, see ya. And I turn around and go, and Phil goes, hold on, hold on. He says, here, here's the deal. He says, uh, what, um, if you gave me, if you gave me two to one odds, I'll bet you, I'll bet your, your 1,000 to my 5,000 that I can shoot 64 or better. And I stopped and I went, 64, 64, man, that's a, that's a hell of a score at Riviera. And he's, you know, he's got a shot to to win the thing. And I'm choking because I'm not going to bet him. Right, so uh, Pat Perez was sitting next to him at Bob. I said, "Pat, I said you in for half on this <laughs> if I do it." And he goes, he looked at me, he goes, "Hell no, I'm not." <laughs> and I so I didn't take the bet. I'll be damned. I think he shot 64, 65, oh, something like that, the last round. But again, he was using that to motivate himself because he would. There's nothing better than if Phil took. You know, and I don't gamble that much. You know, we got you play golf, we go out and have some fun, gamble for twenties or fifties or hundreds or whatever it is. And for for him to take like five grand off me, he would he would jump for joy for thirty minutes. Just because I got him, I got it. Mm -hmm. Not that he won the tournament, but the fact that you know (laughs) he beat you he beat you up some money as you know, his buddies. And that's just Again, that's motivation. There's some there's some guys that do that, and they they take it to, sure. to new heights. Uh, yeah, because of the cash. So, who who else? Was, two minutes before we have to break. Is there anyone else like that? I mean, is there anyone who needed action no, like that? No. A rapport you had with other golfers? No, 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 no. It was uh, Phil. Phil just kind of the king of that okay. out there, and then he teaches you know the young kids. Again, there's nothing worse Tuesday than a, than a practice round. Everybody's out there putting. 50 footers and 80 footers and taking 20, 30 minutes on every green, you know, trying to figure out the golf course Phil goes out there and they got their money games and they concentrate that way. And they actually, when you're playing for that kind of money, you're actually paying attention. So you're actually playing the golf course as you would in the tournament coming up. Got it. Mm-hmm. Other than just getting around and hitting balls and going, sure. oh, I'm gonna hit this. if I miss it to the left of the screen, I got to bump and run or I got to flop it or whatever. Now you're actually playing the golf course and going, okay, you know, there's 
enough money to catch my attention. So I've got to, I've got to play decent. So it's just, it's another way to put some pressure on you to, to get used to the, uh, the competition that uh, Thursday through Sunday. Coming up, Gary, I want to ask you about the scene from Tin Cup and where that came from. But uh, again, uh-huh. in, in like 30 seconds here, is it possible for Phil to play around with outside bets? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Were you the only analyst that would bet with him? Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I, you know, I knew I knew him since he was a kid and in college, so we played all the time together. And stupid bets, but my my God, <laughs> you know, we we were trying to make a, you know, Phil reminds me a lot of Titanic Thompson, Alvin Clarence Thomas, the the uh, the sports gambler, the most notorious sports gambler ever ever in the United States. Uh, he reminds me a lot of, of Titanic Thompson. And some of the stuff that oh, Phil right. would do, which is, is that stuff is biblical. How well, funny that stuff was. Yeah. On, th- on that note, and we're going to have one more segment here with Gary McCord. Awesome stuff. One of the best analysts in any sport. Uh, did it for more than 30 years on CBS for golf. Um, I, we have to ask him about this because it's also in the upcoming book about Phil, Paulie. Um, was it well known that in recent times, Phil would check football scores on his phone in the middle of a round? That's in the book. We'll continue here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Follow the Money on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network as we continue with Gary McCord. He played in more than 400 tournaments on the PGA Tour and a longtime analyst, was so good, loved the mustache. Uh, such a character. Love, loved uh, to hear him for so many years, along with David Faraday and others uh, on the golf coverage. I want to ask you this. We're talking about Phil Mickelson a lot because of the quote about you throw wads of 20s out the TV booth because you'd have bets with him for small amounts of money when he was coming up to your hole while he was playing. But as you know, Gary, we are based here in Las Vegas. We've heard quite a few stories about, you know, the golf courses out here in town and how much money could change hands with, you know, some pros, specifically some professional poker players, for example, and my God, who knows how much money they were playing per hole. But when was like the first time that you got wind of that or the first time that you were ever around a professional gambler? You know, I went back to tour school um, where you had to go back and, you know, a thousand guys enter the thing and they ended, ended up playing fit for 15 spots to get up back on the tour back in, back in those days. And I remember we were going, we were back in Florida. Yeah, a bunch of young kids and got some buddies there. We were probably 23, 24, something like that. So we go out and we're playing practice round um, uh, down in South Florida for uh, the qualifier to get ready for the qualifier. And um, there was a guy out there and, and uh, there was, there was three of us and he said, can I join you guys? And we said, yeah. And you, you qualifying for the two. Yeah. He says, I'm here for practice round two. And um, he's African-American. And we get we get in the first hole, and he's he's playing cross-handed. And I went, well, that, I've never seen anybody play cross-handed before. So we're out there playing, you know, and and we're gambling a little bit, nothing serious. And <laughs> we get to about the 16th hole, and you know, we're a bunch of three kids from from Southern Cal, and he goes, we get to this hole. It was a par par three. It was an island green. It was about 140, 145 yards. Uh, to the pin, Island Green, and we all hit it, and we start to walk out the team. He goes, guys, he says, you like to gamble. He says, um, I'll bet I'll bet you guys, I'll bet you guys 20 apiece I could throw a golf ball in that green right here. And I looked at this thing, and I went, there's no way anybody could throw a golf ball in that green from here. All right, you got it. Just so we peel and he takes that thing. He took it one finger, one finger. He took, he took two windups and he whipped that thing, threw it in the front of the green. It was about 120, something like that. 120, 120 yards. <laughs> he hit it on, it went on the green. It rolled, it rolled in the back of the green. Said, Gee, are you kidding me? So we get done and I don't know who won the, you know, that day, but we paid him the money and everything. So he said, you guys are, you guys are great. We're sitting there having a beer and he goes, you guys like to gamble. I, I, I feel bad about taking your money. So he said, listen, I got a bet for you. He says, uh, I'll bet you, I'll bet you I can put five golf balls in my mouth and close my mouth. I said, what? 
He says, I bet you I can put five golf balls in my mouth and close my mouth. So I go, what? No way. So I go to my, my golf bag is right out there. So I run out and I get two golf balls. I'm trying to put two golf balls in my mouth and close it. And I can't do it. Okay. You got it. Guys, how much we got? Da, da, da. We got 150 here. Can't do it. Okay. So he goes out and he gets three out of his golf bag. He gets two sleeves in the boxes. Gets there and he puts one in, two in, three in. I'm gone. Oh no, four in, and then the fifth one. He just and he squeezes his lips closed. And he they put five golf balls in his mouth and closed it. We couldn't believe it. So you're kidding. So we, we have another beer. I'll buy you guys a beer. So we're sitting there and he goes, you guys are really good guys. He says, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, let's see. I'll, uh, here's, here's the bet. I'll put a loaf of bread in my mouth and close it. Oh, what loaf of bread? I go, guys, how much we got left? And we go, we had, we had like just over 200. Now this is for the, the week. Okay, we're we're running. We just got there. We've got to still go the whole week. So whatever we had left, we bet. So I go down the store and I get. I don't know, you guys. You guys aren't old enough, but there's a thing called Wonder Bread, and it was yeah. just a big fluffy white, right in the package, and it's a foot and a half long. And I go, all right. So we put it down and we put the cash down. He started kneading that bread. And needed it, needed it, got up, needed it, needed it. Start stuffing his mouth. And he had to say he closed his lips with his left hand. <laughs> and he had an entire loaf of bread in his mouth. And his his name, I found out later, he was a professional gambler. Uh, James Black was his name. And he actually, he was one of the shills that, that hung around with uh, Titanic Thompson. Um, he would caddy for Titanic and then Titanic, after his partner inexplicably left, he would take his caddy to play these guys in a money game. Uh, and of course, his caddy was, he could play his rear end off, and that was James Black. And he was the oh. first guy that we got hustled. But I learned if somebody says, Hustlers, I can yeah. do something for money, forget it. They can, they do, can it. do it. They yeah. can do it. For sure. They can yes. do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, that, the Phil Ivey stories and the Daniel Negreanu stories about how much these guys play, too, along with Billy Walters. Negreanu went out and hired a, a, a coach and a, a caddy and everything because there's so much money to be made. Yeah, because, you know, the the poker and everything fills up the night. So what do you do yeah. during the day, right? Yes. Might as well make it productive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so where did that scene in Tin Cup come from? You're in the movie, obviously. You had a big role behind the scenes of that movie as well. Costner's up against the tree, and he says to you in the movie, I bet you 50 bucks I can get on the green. And you're like, no way you can. And he did. Where'd that come from? Um, that, was, that one was written um, by um, Ron Shelton. I uh, wrote that in. Uh, John Norville and Ron Shelton wrote that. Uh, that, that was just a, it was just a play off of uh, you know, a lot of guys. Okay. We'll ricochet shots. I mean, Johnny Miller is the best ricochet shot I've ever seen at Harbortown. You know those pilings they got? It was on the 17th hole. And he was in the bunker and he ricocheted it, hit it, and went over his shoulder on the green about eight feet from the hole. The biggest thing I ever saw. Um, and so I, Ron probably took it off of something like that where hmm. we, we do that a lot. There's a tree okay. there and you got to go the sense. other way, whack it off the tree, right? Yep, makes sense. Two, two things I want to get to you, yeah, Gary, and we have like three minutes left here. Uh, I, I tease this before the break. Tom Lehman is also in the upcoming book. You're in it as well with the quote about throwing 20s at Phil. Tom Lehman said that there's, a, there's a one day where Phil's hitting it everywhere, right? And he's playing terribly. And at one point, he goes over and he sits on a stump like in the woods by himself and he's facing the other way. Tom goes over to console him to see if he's okay. He's checking football scores. <laughs> Is that like, uh, oh, yeah. that's well-known oh, yeah. with Phil? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, all these guys have got fantasy teams and everything else. And I, I know Phil's in a, Jim Nance talks about it all the time. Phil and Phil's in a fantasy league uh, with CBS. Uh, we used to have a, a draft and everything else. And it was highly competitive just because you could roast the other guys on, on Twitter, right. And emails, you know, if you're, your guys are doing well. And so it's always Sunday, the games are on 
And Phil's down there checking out how his fantasy team is doing against the other guys on CBS. <laughs> and they're tweet he's tweeting during the game <laughs> and roasting these guys about how his team is kicking your team's rear end. So Nance Nance and he got Tony Romo as his partner in in this fantasy league. Yeah. <laughs> so Phil's, you know, roasted Tony the whole time why, you know, Tony's doing the telecast somewhere and Nance is doing it. it, it yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. It's yeah, it's 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 part of the it's part of the vacuum of the of the PGA tour. You know, these guys they're 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 <clears throat> They're athletes, and they're they're not in the team sport, so they they like to go yeah. after the other guys. Down to like a minute here, Gary. So obviously, he's concerned about this book coming out, but also beyond that, Billy Walters, professional gambler, was a book coming out. Do you have any like what's the level of dread for Phil with that book coming out? Um, you know, Billy's a Billy Walters is a good friend of mine. I know the book was supposed to be done. I talked to him two weeks ago. Oh, uh, see how the book see how the book was doing. Uh, but it was supposed to come out in February, and I wanted Billy to, to come out on our serious XM PGA Tour radio show that we've got, David Faraday and myself and Drew Stoltz. And I wanted I wanted Billy to come on and talk about the book, you know, be one of the first ones. I, I told Billy, we've got we've got tens of listeners, you know, <laughs> there's, there's 20 or 30 people if he wants to break this thing, you know. So I, I just called him up uh, about some other stuff, and we were just talking. He said, you know. He, Armin Katayan is writing it from Sports Illustrated. Yes, and yeah, there's some some concern there, but uh, I I don't I don't know I I didn't ask I didn't ask Billy at the time whether you know okay. he's got anything on Phil or anything, but the book's coming out to the uh, at the end of the year. Fair enough, uh, Gary. Can't thank you enough for your time today to tell the stories. You're going to be on the SiriusXM PGA Tour coverage on radio following each round of play this week with a two-hour wrap-up show. Have a great uh, weekend with the tournament, and uh, thank you again for your time. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Take care. Thank yep. you. Again, that's a guy that we could talk. I don't think a three-hour show would be enough for him. I, I really don't. No. Dennis Bernstein, NHL Bets, coming up here on Follow the Money. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. VSEN, the sports betting network. Ben Hayes, one of the lead cappers, winners, and winers, has been rolling on the diamond. He's at five of six, and he studied the card today, and he's got a uh, play he loves. Absolutely free. Text VSEN 320 350 for the MLB freebie. Text VSEN 320 Back to hockey, Dennis Bernstein, Sirius XM NHL radio host, fourthperiod.com at Dennis. TFP on Twitter. Not at the JW Mary out from Edmonton, live from his home. <laughs> a lot to go over. How concerned are you about your Florida pick? It's only one game, but there was a lot to like. Again, with what? Or not to like about Florida getting beat, and the building was dead yesterday. Yeah, it's really surprising, Paulie, because it was a really good building for the first round against Washington. I mean, maybe the more Washington friends. I don't know. There should be a lot of tape in the building. Yeah, I'm really concerned because. They were lackadaisical at some points. The power play, I, they haven't scored one in yeah. the Stanley Cup playoffs, much less last night, Paulie. So to me, yeah, I'm worried. And I'm not worried just about how they played, Paul, who they played against. Like this team, Tampa, they don't want to die. They don't want to go out quietly, right? They won a game seven in Toronto. They won game one here. Now Corey Perry scores a goal. Their bottom six get two. So to me, yeah, I, I'm concerned about my Florida because they've not been here before. This group yeah. finally got in the playoffs. They haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. So I'm I'm concerned that uh, even though I think I had Tampa and six, and I thought it was going to be a long series. And sometimes it's an indicator. But, yeah, just the way that game went, the crowd wasn't engaged. Yeah, you got to be a little bit worried if you're a Florida Panthers fan. Well, here's the thing. I mean, in this sport, in this day and age, Denny, like a three-peat is – it's unheard of. And to think yeah. about the lightning maybe go – but the one thing that they have – that they can, you know, just absolutely say, okay, well, guess what? You got to go out there and beat Vasilevsky then four times. I mean, that guy, right. he's just, yep. he's, he's, a, he's unbelievable. Yeah. But he was, he could be beaten, though, Mitch, in that last series. Like, he didn't have some good games. And that's the t- thing with this team. Like, can they sustain over another couple of months to win a championship? Because they played a lot of hockey. That this they have. 56, yep. Yeah, 56, 70, and now 82. They played a lot of hockey. They're backed up. No Braden Point. That's yep. how great this team is. Brayton Point is like their number one center. He's out, and you're not like you're not losing. Like you won a game seven. He was he played a little bit. So to me, it's just the quality of and you know uh, Paulie's right, Vasilevsky. But then you have Hedman, you have Stammer, and they're bound six, and they have a great coach. Like they reconstituted their bottom six that won them a championship last year, this year, and then are starting to prove Nick Paul, a guy that came over to trade from Ottawa. Scored the two game-winning goals against uh, Toronto in Game 7. How about the series that starts tonight, uh, Carolina and the Rangers? And the Rangers, great story to get here, but the comeback kids. But down 3-1 when Crosby goes out, and then you have a third-string goalie for much of that series. How about Carolina that that won all four home games against Boston and outscored them 18-6? Is this a five-game series? Is it a six-game series? What do you think? It's at least six, Paul, because of Shesterkin. He's been great. I think that 70 save performance in game one, I think that took a bit out of him during that series because he wasn't himself in games two, three. And he got better as the series went on. So at least two, but Carolina's deep. They're smart. They're Again, nobody's not well coached when you get to this point. They're well coached. Mm-hmm. So to me, uh, yeah, I like Carolina in this series. But there's something about Madison Square Garden, Paul. Um, I, I think this is a deeper series than most people think. Uh, but Carolina's great 
at home. Like they never lose at home. We talk about crowds. That crowd's crazy down there. They want a Stanley Cup. So to me, it'd be an intriguing series. But if you go back a couple of seasons, Carolina waxed the Rangers. I know they're different That's true. teams right now. But but I, I do like Carolina in this series because of their coaching speed and depth. And it didn't go well for them in Boston uh, either. So we've been down this road before in this round with Colorado. Uh, but this certainly they had to go to overtime. But you look at the shots on goal. They hit five posts and they outshot yeah. St. Louis 13 nothing in overtime. Now a $7 series favorite, the adjusted line. Is it Colorado in the cup? No one can beat them in the West? Yeah, I don't, I don't see it, Paul. Uh, and Colorado, you're right. It, it was an overtime game. I give St. Louis a lot of gut, uh, credit for having guts, and they've been there before. This is going to be a nice test for them, mm-hmm. but it's only going to be a test, Paul. They're not going to get knocked out, Colorado. This is, but St. Louis is a nice step. They've got depth. They've got goaltending. Ryan O'Reilly's been a monster for them this uh, this playoff, but this team is going to win the Stanley Cup. I, I really think so. I just is, you watch Cam McCarr skate out there. You look at the skate; they come at you in waves. Uh, to me, they've got the, the, a solid goaltender, not a great goaltender because uh-huh. it's Darcy Kemper and he hasn't been here before. But to me, this is their championship to lose at this point. And I watch Calgary struggle and struggle against Dallas. They had to go to seven games, and they only scored sixteen goals. So I'm really interested to see what happens with Calgary. Tonight against Edmonton, who who can score goals with Connor McDavid. Because I was in the building for Game Seven of Edmonton Kings. Connor McDavid played 27 minutes and 23 seconds, which is like the equivalent of uh, you know a triple overtime game for a for a basketball player. So to me, that's a, he's just amazing, stunning. I just think that there's not enough depth. So I think Calgary gets through, Paul. Yeah. But I don't see anybody beating Colorado out of the West, and and I don't see any, I don't see anybody in the East right now beat. So, okay, the Flames get through, but what kind of a series are we talking about here? It was a lower-scoring scoring series against Dallas. Ottinger, that kid for Dallas, was unbel- I mean, yeah. he was probably the best player in the playoffs in the first round. But are we going to see more goals in this series because it is Edmonton? Do you trust Mike Smith? Are we going to see six, seven games? What do you think overall? Um, if there was going to be one series to play the over, it would be this one, to be honest with you. I, you see, Mitch, what happened late in series – like all of a sudden, there are no seven two games anymore. Like the game sevens were all one goal, yeah, right, basically, yeah. yep, right. So I, I would be I would be careful on my own over unders and the others. Like Rangers and Carolina, you're gonna play over unders in games goals wise. You gotta play the unders. But in this series, uh, maybe lay off one, maybe a small bet on this game to see how it goes. Game one, but it, there's one team or, or two teams that are gonna have some offense with with Connor McDavid. And, with the 40 goal scorers that Calgary has, it would be this series. One caveat though, uh, Leon Drysdale is not 100%. He, he, there's some sort of lower body yes. injury. He doesn't turn very quickly. That could be a deciding factor in the series and maybe with their offense. But to me, of of the um, of the series, I like this more goal scoring in the series. Well, now we've seen some tight games and lower scoring games now. And, and there were seven minutes left in the Colorado game last night. There was only yep. one power play. Are they gonna are gonna let some of this stuff go now? You think, or are we still gonna see a, a trip to the penalty, pray to the penalty box? I, I don't think so, Paulie, for a couple of reasons. I think they set the standard, and that's what players want. They want to know what the standard is, what level you can hit somebody or cross check them or whatever. Like the stick fouls are the stick fouls, mm-hmm. and, and I just think at this point they're better coached teams, Paulie. Like some of those some of those teams that were overmatched in round one, they had no choice but to take penalties. That I want up in the penalty box, but I think that I think the onus is now on the referees not to let the players decide the games on the ice. We're down to eight now at this point in time. So it's the, the parade that you mentioned, and there was some in, in game one, in round one. I don't see happening in game two. Where's Trotz going? I think he's going to Winnipeg because he's from there. Um, I'm not sure about there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who wants it at this point with all the drama over there. So oh, <laughs> Vegas would want him, right? I mean, they got they fired DeBoer yesterday. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, well, Vegas would want it, but, but Barry has ties to Winnipeg, and they have a pretty decent team, and I'm not sure, to be frank, the way the ownership situation is with you guys, and, you know, the, all the, the changes and everything, and, and, you know, guys, I know guys in the league that, that talk to guys and say it's not a great or, locker room or organization because there's always, you know, guys aren't, like, when Nate Schmidt left, you know, like guys like that left, the blue guys like Ryan Reeves, that was something. So, to me, there's some, not disarray, because, look, you don't make the playoffs. You expect to win the Stanley Cup. The coach gets fired. I get it, but there's just so much going on. Yeah. I always talked yeah. about with you guys, you know, the shiny toy third. Bill Foley, every offseason, wants the biggest, shiniest toy, even if it doesn't make sense for his team. Happened to some extent with Pedro Angelo. I think it's happening again with, with Jack Eichel. Still a really, really good team. I'm really interested to see what type of, of, of 
coach they get here in Vegas. See, that's the thing. I think that he wants that shiny new toy, and they realize that Trotz is going to be the best guy in the market, so they're going to do what they can to get the guy. That's my opinion on it. Oh, yeah. Look, They'll make him an offer he can't refuse. They could. They could. And, and but, but, you know, the guy who's the owner of uh, the uh, Winnipeg Jets, pretty rich guy. I think he's the richest guy in Canada. But I, I agree. It, and that's the mentality you want, right? Mitch, you want to go all in with these with, with your organization. It's just that it hasn't worked out. Like, you're yeah. regressing now. You missed a plus. And people say, all oh, the injuries. The Kings had as many injuries as the Vegas Golden Knights, and they made the playoffs, and they had a lesser team, and they didn't have Drew Downey for half a year. So I don't buy that oh. excuse that they have to straighten things out here in Vegas with respect to the hockey team. Looking right. sharp, kid. Thanks for coming on early. I'm Enjoy the play. I'm boys. Anytime. All there right. I feel it. well. Dennis Cheers. Bernstein, Sirius XM, NHL host, fourthperiod.com writer. Well, that could be the thing with Trotz, though, too. Uh, I just went to back-to-back conference finals, and I got fired. This is Gallant goes to the cup as an expansion team, right. and it's like gone a year later. What the hell's going on here? Right? Well, those are the, the perils of being a coach in the NHL. Yep. First bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. VEASAN.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. Have you seen Ryan Reeves do the buffer before the game? Oh, yeah. Yep. He gets into it. Uh, he was a good locker room guy, like Dennis has pointed out. Yep. Okay, so from last night, expected goals, Avalanche 3.73 to 1.37 for the Blues. High danger chances, a chance 16 to 5. Oh, God. I mean, it just... Always good numbers. Yeah. 13 nothing shots on goal in the overtime? I think that's what it was, yeah. Well, five posts, too. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Should have been a blowout. The first goal was a fluke, and then they get the power play goal late to tie it up. Same up next, uh, in-pocket plays for today and beyond here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 